Casino. There's a 1995 American epic crime film directed by Martin Scorsese. The film is based on the 1995 nonfiction book Casino, Love and Honor in Las Vegas by Nicholas Poligagy, who also co-wrote the screenplay for the film along with Scorsese. It stars Robert De Niro, Sharon Stone, Joe Pesci, John, Don Rickles, Kevin Pollack, and James Woods. Uh, the primary characters are based on real-life people. Uh, Sam is inspired by the life of Frank Rosenthal, also known as Lefty, who ran the Stardust, Fremont, Marina, and Hacienda casinos in Las Vegas for the Chicago outfit from 68 to 81. Nikki and Ginger are based on mob enforcer Anthony Spilotro and former dancer and socialite Jerry McGee, respectively. Uh, Casino was released November 1995 by Universal Pictures to mostly positive and critical reception. It was a worldwide box office success. Stone's performance was singled out for acclaim, earning her a Golden Globe Award for Best Actress in a Motion Picture. And she was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Actress. Uh, Casino grossed about... uh, 10 million in its opening weekend and the film grossed a total of 116 million worldwide on a 40 to 50 million dollar budget i'm finished brad you can talk now you can say words do you like it what what did you think how many times you you seen this thing do you think if we took the joe pesci from this film Mm. and exchanged him with the joe pesci from home alone do you think that little fuck Macaulay Culkin would have survived the night? Or do you think he would have got fucking stabbed with a pen right in his little stupid face? Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Kevin! <laughs> 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 I think is I think you would have put Macaulay's head in a vice and popped his fucking eyeball out and yeah. put a nice pick through his testicles and, and cut his throat and buried him in the desert. All good things. All good things. I'd watch that. Sounds like a better movie than Home Alone. It does. Home Alone yeah. Casino. Home Casino. Anyway. Yeah, uh, look. Uh, this film sort of popped up in my Netflix, yeah, as I do when films get thrown in there, it comes up in the trending or whatever. And I thought I've always seen, it's one of those movies where I like Scorsese, Scorsese, how the fuck you say it? Sorry, mate, but don't know how to pronounce your name. I like your films though. Just and Marty. Casino, and Marty. I love Marty's films. Uh, but I, you know, Goodfellas and uh, Departed and God, what else does he do? You know, his style of film, his gangster films, right? They're good. And I'd always seen clips of Casino kept coming up. You know, I kept coming across, oh, here's this clip from Casino. I was like, fuck, I've got to watch that one day. And then so when this opportunity came up, doing an episode, there's Casino. Good, good. Get into it. Hey, is you know. Voiceover. There's De Niro. There's Pesci. There's Sharon Stone. You've seen it before. 
I hadn't seen it before. No. Really? Yeah. Really. I thought you would have seen it. Surprises you. 20 times. No. I thought everybody's seen this movie. Keeping you on your toes. It was one of those films that I should have seen and hadn't, you know? But it came to my attention. I watched it. You know, high class actors all the way through, quality acting, quality direction. But I felt mm. underwhelmed. Oh, for fuck's yeah. sake, Brad. I've thrown out my review and we'll discuss. You can tell me why you love it. And I'll tell you why I think it's good, but not not his best film. And not one that I would watch over and over again. Good film, but not great. Much uh, same vibe as. Uh, how I felt about Tarantino, you know, good movie, great Tarantino or great Marty, but not his best. And I'm okay with that. You know, it's the best enjoyed- good fellas. Yeah. That's, that's pretty peak. I really enjoyed the departed as well for all its ups and downs. Uh, there's others, you know, didn't he do taxi driver? Yeah. Yes, he did. Taxi driver. <laughs> Raging bull. Fuck you. Fuck you, you film snob. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, Shutter Island. Little I film called Aviator, well. Brad. Aviator. The Aviator. I haven't seen that. I feel like it's going to be a piece of shit. That's a bit. Good. Uh, that's not the best one. Okay. So that's all right. watch it? We're not reviewing The Aviator, but. It's all right, but it's more like a TV movie Scorsese for me. Okay. All right. Okay. But no, like, you know, you've uh, every director has their highs and lows, their ebbs and flows, Spielberg included. Fuck, we, have we ever done a Spielberg film? No, not yet. Damn. All right. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Marty and his career has to have his ebbs and flows, his ups and downs, and Casino, I think, has all the tropes of what you'd think would make a great Marty film, but it just doesn't, it just didn't get there. It just felt maybe it was the time it was a bit it was long. released. Yeah, absolutely. It could have been trimmed, but maybe it's just cause I'm watching it now fucking 20 years after it came out, you know? So at the time if I watched it at the time, it would have been the greatest thing ever. But yeah, now I watched it and I kind of, yeah, it just didn't have the right pacing for me. And it was, the voiceover was odd and, Right from the opening scene where he walks out of the casino and gets in his car, right? Mm. And he turns it on and it blows up. Yeah, he's flying through the air in flames. Yep. Yep. But the when the car blew up, it was the worst TV movie style. We just put a fucking shop mannequin in the driver's seat and yeah. blew the car at once. There's like and the frame... Just- they stop yeah. the camera, stick a dummy in there, and there's like yeah. a clear moment where the dummy's sitting <laughs> in a different position. You know what? Yeah. I compare it to the Han shot first moment in Star Wars when George. This is, uh, this is pre-CG though, you know. <laughs> it is. Oh, absolutely. Look, don't get me wrong. And maybe well, it was, there would have been Jurassic it, Park, wouldn't there? Maybe it was a, a choice by the director. Maybe he was, you know, doing a riff on 60s fucking movies or something you know and they had those kind of things but when i watched it i went oh fuck that was useless and that was all i thought about for the first like 20 minutes <laughs> of the film yeah. so why did they leave that in how could they have left that in yeah 
I remember the, uh, reading that um, that montage of them blowing through the flames cost them $11,000, and there was like a bit of a thing where they're like, why did it cost so much? Apparently it was difficult to do back then. Yeah. Uh, it is a little bit of a moment. You do see it, don't you? Oh, yeah. I guess my problem with it is you see him going through, flying through the flames, and at the end of the film, you know that he jumped out of the car as the flames were going on, so it's very misleading. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, the two scenes don't line up. But I think that whole idea of a untrustworthy narrator is kind of one of the devices used in the film, you know. Um, what shocked me, again, spoiler alert, jumping around all over the place here, you've got multiple narrators, right? Like De Niro, Pesci. Mm. That was a shock when Pesci started narrating. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? You can't, you can't have two narrators, can you? But then it happened. I was like, okay. I don't remember. Sharon Stone doesn't narrate two ways. It's just those two dudes? I'm trying to I remember. I think it's those two. Yeah, it's but just then, uh, it is a true story and there is a lot they got to get through and just sort of set up, you know. But also, like, isn't one of the rules, like when you write a story or you have a narrator, it's told from their perspective. So you think, right. They have to have survived the story in order to narrate the story, right? That's normally how it's yeah. done. Because if you die, you can't narrate what's happening. Mm. But then that great, I don't know if it was great, it was jarring. Again, Pesci's narrating and then he gets clubbed on the back of the head mid-sentence and they kill the motherfucker. <laughs> you know? So I was like, well, that doesn't work. Yeah. But I think it's just getting, otherwise it'd be a five-hour movie if they had to explain everything they're talking about, you know? Maybe. Maybe that's what it needs. Maybe it needs a five-hour director's cut. Mm. It is a lot of, there is a lot to get through at the beginning. There is a lot of talking. Mm. But I kind of, I just got to go go with it. Um, I think... Um, Oh, the interesting thing for me after watching this is I started getting a bunch of videos on YouTube today about um, out in Las Vegas, there's the uh, Lake Mead, which um, mm. I, took, I, I, went, I went on holiday to Las Vegas and I took a little paddle steamer across Lake oh. Mead. Well, and uh, these lovely. videos are coming up. The water level has dropped so much now that the, there's not enough water to power the turbines mm. and in um, Hoover Dam. And it's come down so low that they're finding steel barrels all over the place with um, bodies in them. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Oh, goodness. That mafia. Those wacky guys. Yeah. Uh, Um, Tell me, when you went went on your little paddle steamer journey, um, did you remember to wear um, a little dress and have your parasol? Or was it not that kind of affair? I, I had a bag of chips and a beer like a man. Yeah, like a man. <laughs> like a man. Like a man. Look at it. It's up those dead bodies in the barrels at the bottom of the lake. Floating over dead gangster bodies. Cased in yeah. steel, eating chips, drinking beer, staring at titties. Staring it's the at American titties. way. It's the American <laughs> way. America. <laughs> Fuck the Hoover Dam. Before I get going, I got a little interesting tip. Um, You know when um, Robert De Niro starts hosting the talk show, or the variety show? 
Yeah, yeah, odd. And he has scene. that yeah. the pretty girl on the couch with him, who's he introduces uh, as yep. a dancer from France. Yep. Uh, her name is Claudia Hayro. So she later married Joe Pesci. Mm. And then she divorced Joe Pesci and remarried to a stuntman. And she got convicted in 2000 of two counts of attempted murder for hiring a hitman to try and kill the ex-husband, the stuntman. Oh, wow. Yeah. Must have learned a thing or two from her... Uh... Acting days in a pretend gangster film. What year was this? 95 or 97? Ah, you read five. So she married Pesci, divorced him, got married to another guy in five years, and then and hired a hitman to try and knock him off all in five years. Mm. Yeah. Got some get up and go to her, doesn't she? Hey, people just want to live life, Dan. You know, they just want to live. Mm. Um, I found there were some historical inaccuracies in this film. Um, the story's mostly right, but um, the ginger character played by Sharon Stone mm-hmm. uh, apparently was not a prostitute and wasn't a crazy drug addict like she was made out to be. Mm. Um, she was a dancer. Um, Lester was an ex-boyfriend, but wasn't a pimp and wasn't, you know, a huckster like he is in the film. Hmm. And uh, she did marry uh, Robert De Niro's character, and it wasn't a love thing. It was more of a financial thing. Hmm. He prof- he promised her security, and she went, okay. Yeah. Um, but he's portrayed as more of a nice guy in the film, whereas in real life, he beat the fucking shit out of her. And that's why she was trying to get away from him. She wasn't mm. on drugs and trying to steal the children. She did try, I think, get the kid, kid away from him. She did start an affair with Joe Pesci's character, but it was all an attempt to get away from uh, the frozen Thor guy that she was actually very afraid of. And yeah, he was a mobster. Mm. Yeah. What was... What was the point of this film? Why was that story interesting? What was, you know, what was the reason to make this film? Yeah, I see um, Scorsese said um, there's a lot of story, but there's no plot. Um, it's basically just <laughs> yeah. historical. This is kind of what happened, yeah. though they did change a few things. But Here's more or less, it's pretty happened accurate. for a little while, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's more just interesting of how the history of Las Vegas. I think it's a very intriguing story, but yeah, there isn't a moral to this thing. It is interesting that it starts off talking about a theme of trust. Like they talk about trust a lot. I have to trust you with my life. Mm. Yeah. Puts the money in the security box box saying, I trust you. This is, you know, if I get kidnapped, this is my kidnap money. I trust you with my life. And that's. If you judge it, the book by its cover, uh, the the moral of the story is trust no one. <laughs> mm. But yeah, so it's really just filed. historical. Mm. Yeah, trust no one. Do, I want to believe. Like De, do you like De Niro? Uh, as an actor, yeah. well, <laughs> and not fucking, not personally, not down at the corner store. Yeah, call him on the weekends. Not your pen pal. Personally, I yeah. think he's a bit of a muppet. The things he says and does, but yeah. Oh sure. 
right. Well, as an actor is what I'm asking. Yeah, like his, you know, generally if you if a film comes out starring Robert De Niro, is that enough power to pull you in? He stars in a lot of shit, let's face it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is De Niro in every film, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's he good at be. being De Niro, but he's De Niro in every movie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't Pesci, I, uh, Pesci is kind of Pesci in every movie, but he's excellent yeah, at being but, Pesci. Yeah, when Pesci's Pesci, when he's on point, brilliant. Good fellas in this. I think a very similar character. Good fellas a bit more or it's better, more violent. But yeah, I, that was my highlight of this film was Pesci's character. Yeah. I think, you know, bad guy, asshole, but it just brought a bit of fire to an otherwise, eh, as you say, just to hear some events that happened. Um, I think it was also um, uh, Pesci's character wasn't the one that got blacklisted and told and kicked out of Las Vegas. It was actually uh, Robert De Niro's character in real life that was kicked out of Las Vegas and um, blacklisted. Mm. The mob bosses didn't like him going on TV. And, yeah. you know, they want you to stay undercover and, you know, keep a low profile. So they mm. kind of flip that in this film. But otherwise, it's yeah. pretty accurate. That guy, the head in the vice and all that stuff, that's all true. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. That's uh, apparently, they filmed that scene because they thought um, if they clued that when they send it to the censors, the censors will cut, want that cut and then um, ignore the other stuff in the movie. Mm. They call it a sacrificial scene where they go, we'll put in something really terrible that the censors will balk at and forget the other stuff. But apparently the censors said, no, that's fine. And so they left it in the movie. So it doesn't actually have anything to do with the story and it just sort of adds to the runtime. Yeah, right. Again, memorable scene, I think, done pretty intensely and well. Um, Also, when they're getting beaten to death with uh, bats in the field Mm -hmm. at the end, I thought, you know, fuck, that's that's pretty full on. But, you know, that's... That's what that's the only memorable stuff you take away from this film is, you know, oh, fuck that guy's eye popped out, oh, you know, and Pesci being Pesci. Other than that, there's not a lot of memorable scenes. I don't. Like, I enjoyed Sharon the Capers. Stone's performance. I didn't rate too highly. I think she, you know, she was better in The Quick and the Dead. Remember that film? Fuck, that's a good film. You see a boob in that, don't you? I think you do. Yeah, once or twice. Simple film, come, come to town, and it's a, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Gunfighter shootout tournament. That's the film. <laughs> come in, shootouts, done. The Specialist with Sylvester Stallone. Now, if you want to watch a terrible, terrible, really bad movie, but it's got a lot of skin in it, Specialist is for you. Sharon Stone's on display. Mm. And so is Sylvester. How much of uh, Stallone's bone do you see? Any? I think you see a bit of dick root, but I don't think you actually get the dick. Oh, a bit of trunk. Mm. Mm. Okay, interesting. Well, you know the V muscle thing. Uh, Well, I don't have one of those, but I think I see what. What are you going for? Dick root? Normal men don't, but 
sliders. Extremely muscular men do, you know. Oh, yeah. Fuck. What are they like? Um, okay. I enjoyed Specialist. the capers, though, the, like the blowing a hole in the wall and stealing the um, safes out of the wall because the doors have the alarm on them, so they go through the walls and mm. the ceiling. Mm. All that stuff's really super interesting. Yeah, I like um, the like when they were in the casino and he's, he was running the floor and they're busting, you know, the guys, whatever counting cards or doing their little systems. You know, it's kind of cool to see that. But again, it's just like events. It's no, yeah, no. I thought Sharon Stone was fantastic, actually, though. I thought she was very soap opery. I don't know what I'd call her best role, actually. But yeah, this is it, Brad? Look, look at the career. It's this, or it's um, oh, oh, what's the what's the one she broke through in? Crossing the legs. Basically, it's yeah, basic it's... instinct. Yeah, Ooh, that one. That didn't age well. I bet it does stink. I watched that not so long ago. There's a scene where they're standing by a window. You can see the outdoor as a cityscape of San Francisco, and it's you can clearly see it's a painting. Mm. <laughs> uh, nothing wrong with the good old matte painting. Those were the days. In the days before um, uh, HD, they thought, ah, oh, we can get away with it. We can get away with it. Yeah. We can have Michael Douglas as a handsome lead actor. We'll get away with it. <laughs> yeah. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, I think it's a great movie. It's very stylish. There's some weird voiceover stuff where you, I notice, um, like the volume goes up and down during the narrations and stuff. Mm. Like it was some weird cuts. Like they came back and added another bit in, and it didn't quite match to the other bit. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was. Um, I don't know. Made at speed. Who knows. Maybe they had uh, financial woes. Surely not. Um, the plane running out of fuel and landing on the golf course. Um, yeah. That actually happened, except it didn't run out of fuel. It had a mechanical problem, and it was the FBI in it. And I saw the actual footage. It was um, They actually landed on the golf course and ran into a lake. <laughs> See the plane sitting in a lake? Yeah. That's pretty funny. Mm. Remember that time Harrison Ford crashed his plane? Has he done it a couple times? I think he's done it a couple times. Don't get behind the wheel, Harrison. Broke his arm or something, didn't he, when he crashed? Oh, probably. You know, wonderful actor. Bit of a shit pilot. Uh, Yeah. Well. Right. If uh, are we what are we moving on to? What's our next section? Down the video oh, store. Double feature. Yeah. Double feature. Well, we double feature this month. So fuck it with. So if, if I uh, if I went down the, I was about to say the Piggly Wiggly. I don't even know what that means. If I went down the video store and, you know, they had the two for one special, a double feature. And there's What's the video casino. store. If we, remember those? Where there's big. No. You walk. You walk in the door and there'd be like a metal detector. To make sure nobody was stealing the VHSs. It's VHS. It's a video cassette. How does it work? Fucking magic. Nobody knows. But whenever you, anybody hired Basic Instinct, there was one scene where the whole screen went real wobbly. And if you know what I'm talking about, 
You know what I'm talking about. Uh, reframe. Feature. Re- reframe. The tracking's off. <laughs> um, you can't zoom on a VHS either. It's a shame. You can try. You can try. You can just you just got to sit closer, closer to, to the, the telly. <laughs> Come up the work. That's what we all uh, did. Oh, you can't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, you you one fucking frame off. Uh, it's revolutionary when you got that one uh one frame tracking or pause motion or whatever it was. <sighs> Teenage years. Anyway, double feature. It's easy, it's good fellas, right? No brainer. Mm, good fellas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Marty and Marty. Pishy and Pishy. It's like, yeah, it's like Goodfellas is a, a prequel for this character. It's Pishy and Pishy. It's the same guy in two films. I'm going to – have I got the title wrong? National Lampoon's Vegas Lake Vacation. Vegas Vacation. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he went casino the, and casinos. Chevy Chase, and he takes his family to Las Vegas, whatever that one's called. That's a funny movie. That's hilarious. Vegas Vacation, I think. Yeah. Great film. Is that the Damn Dams one? You get some damn fish? Do some damn fishing? I think that's the one. Uh, I don't know. I actually went to the Hoover Dam. I think, did I tell you that? Because I went to the Hoover Dam and we were going down the elevator with the guide and he said you can ask any damn questions you want. Yeah. And you laughed (laughs) real hard. Oh, goodness. And he went, that's the first time I've ever told that. I'm going to use that again. Oh, wow. That joke was a hit. Works five times a day. Yeah. Um, so on IMDb, the cold hard bastards over there gave it an 8.2 out of 10. Uh, someone gave it a 10. I know I'm in the minority when I say this was much better than Goodfellas. Wow. Ooh. Someone gave it a 10. The perfect picture of Las Vegas in the early days. Hmm. Uh, someone gave it a six, narrated for the blind. And another six <laughs> was bloated, but there's some good mob stuff here. Yeah, that's fair. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going through this. It was like reviews were like 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Mm. Pretty cool film. Well, what what say you, Savage? What do you rate this then? I'm gonna give it a nine. Whoa! I'm gonna give it nine fucking um stool pigeons at the bottom of the lake in a barrel. That's what I'm gonna give it. Sweet. So 10. if there were if there were ten barrels at the bottom of the Hoover Lake, nine of them would have a corpse in it and one would be empty. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it was smash hands and I whacked with a hammer. I got nine popped okay. eyeballs. Ah, oh, you can't steal my rating system. That's what I was going to go for. I said it first. Yeah. Okay, I, I get you used two. I yes. nine, nine crushed hands in the bottom of the barrel in the bottom of Lake Mead. Okay. Um... Mm. All right. Is that is that your highest rating you've ever given a film? No, you gave Once Upon a Time 10, didn't you? Yeah. I gave uh, Green Mile 10, I think, did I? 
did you? I didn't remember we'd done that. Yeah, there's a lot of episodes for people to listen to. If you're enjoying what you're hearing right now, go on back. Get on back now, you hear? Yeah. Listen to some of our other episodes because there's some quality in here. There's some boring shit too, but that's what, you know. <laughs> like you and can subscribe. Listen. There's no boring shit. Shut up. <laughs> like and subscribe. Join our OnlyFans. Um, they can't all be hits, people. They can't all be hits. Just bounce around. If there's something you like, yeah, just try it out. You know, we're all just getting by. I, re- I recommend um, the review we did on the cell. Like, if we're ever going to prison, it's for that one. <laughs> oh, I've forgotten what's in that one. Maybe don't listen to that one, everybody. Oh, Goddamn everything's what, in that one. <laughs> I don't know what kind of editing's being done with the words I say here, so I deny all uh, accountability. No editing. We did everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's all us. We're guilty. And then Brad said, insert name. And then, yeah. Um, my rating, this one. Yeah, look, enjoyable, but not amazing. I'll give it a nice in the middle. Oh, yeah, seven pen stabs to the neck out of a possible 10. Yeah, not going to change that to seven ice picks to the bulls. Mm. No, no, I'm going to keep it above the just, belt. Just upgrade it to seven hey, look, aspects of the balls. We've kept it pretty G this episode, maybe a little bit PG. I think we, we mentioned, you know, Sharon Stone's Snatch. Um, no, we probably didn't, but now we have. Uh, it wasn't in this film, so if you're going to watch it for that, you're going to be disappointed. Don't watch it. Yeah. If, if, yeah. Go watch Quick in the Dead. No Dead. side boob either. No side boob. No, hey, you don't win a Golden Globe with side boob, Dan. We know this. Sharon should have known better. Mm. Doesn't do the audience any good, though, does it? Depends who your target market is, really. I mean, who's going to watch Me. gangster films? Me. Mm. I'm pretty sure there's boobs in Departed. Hmm. Not Sharon's. There's that saucy scene with Jack Nicholson and the redhead chick and the black girl. Oh. I remember that vividly. Okay. Great. Mm. Mm. Great. Well. Was the, the redhead uh, girl that Jack Nicholson had at the end, you know, his girlfriend, mm-hmm. was that the same redhead girl that was younger in the stop in the shop at the beginning of the film? I've always wondered so, that. I'm so glad you're asking me questions about a film I probably haven't seen in 10 years and expecting me to remember who the redhead was. The, no the redhead girl in the shop at the beginning of the film, was that? did that end up being his girlfriend 10 years later? Was that the same girl? I'm pretty sure it was, but I don't know. I've had arguments with people about that. <laughs> well, I'm not the one to have the argument with because... Uh, Look, comment below. Let us know who the redhead was, who you think it was. Yeah. Perhaps we could do that film and try and get to the bottom of the redhead. Hey, that's that's a fair point. But we can't do Scorsese back to back because I really don't know how to say his name. So, What, what if we just while. put the video on pause for a second? We'll go watch The Departed and come back and everybody can just wait for two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, no, well, through the magic of editing, it would just be, hey, we're back. And we sound too. We'll leave it running to make it difficult, obviously. Wow. And and of course. They're waiting to hear now. Yeah, that'll get our likes up, I'm sure. You know, we're trying. It doesn't cost us. We're we're so close to 100 million subscribers. So maybe a four hour episode is is what we need to, to push it over the edge. Jumbo marathon where people can just sit and wait patiently while we go and watch the departed. And if you know, if if you you go, it was the girl. No, it wasn't. Yeah, and argue and and argue in the comments, and because more comments, the Google bots will love it, and and will easily get that hundred million. Now, if you're if you're listening to me say a hundred million, you're looking down below and you're thinking, I'm only seeing three views there. Just uh, there's some glitch. There's some glitch in the system. So what you need to do is just like and subscribe or follow or I don't know where the fuck you're listening to this um, or how you're listening real, to it. The real question is where did the black girl come from? Africa. Does she speak? I don't know. <sighs> I don't remember. Are we still talking about the departed? I think the audience should just wait here for a minute. We'll go watch Departed and come back and figure out where the black girl came from and was the redhead girl the one from the beginning. Okay. It's only two and a half hours. Come on. Okay, go. That's totally where we should end it, right there. Good film. Go watch it. I thought we could have kept the silence going a little bit longer, Brad. I think you ruined it. Oh, I didn't know what you were going for. (laughs) (laughs) 